Tunga Bailoa gets the snap, drops into his own end zone to throw. And Safety. he's going to be grabbed, and the ball's knocked out of his hands, and Steel Chambers picks up the ball and runs Pick it six. in the end zone as Zach Harrison poked it away from Tunga Bailoa. And it's 42-30 Ohio State, and Tunga Bailoa is down. Snap is good. The ball's placed down. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. Jake Moody from 35 yards gives the Wolverines the lead, 19 to 17, with nine seconds remaining. KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where we might need to see if we can get an extra pair of headphones. We have Marty Turco in studio with us to talk. About a whole lot of things, including Michigan, Ohio State. Now, we have two Michigan people in studio with us. You're looking at me. I'm definitely Dallas. Not you. I was going to say, we are kicking off our number four of the ninth annual Peace-a-thon, 105throughthefan.com slash Peace-a-thon. If you want to donate, bid, there are like a hundred items up there. All of the money goes directly to my possibilities, and you guys are crushing it so far this morning. Now, Saturday, right here on 105.3 The Fan, 11 a.m. kickoff, 10.30 pregame, Michigan-Ohio State. Biggest game of the year thus far. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How How, doing? I, I'm doing excellent. I know we're going to talk stars, Kingsville, a bunch of other stuff, but i got to start. You're wearing the Michigan yellow. How pumped are you for Saturday's game? Uh, it's, or it's, the maize. It's maize. maize. Sorry, maize. Like corn maize? Yeah, corn maize whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Am, am I pumped? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I've never seen them lose, so I'm not going this year. I went last oh. year. I was there in the big house. Did there? you say yeah, you're not going this year because you think they're going to lose? No. Okay. He no, said no, he's my, never seen them my lose. My girls are home from college, and and uh, I'd rather hang with them watching on TV. Okay. Four-hour game. Remember that thing? Do last you year? get emotional? Do you get mad? Do no. you get excited? I get excited. But if they're not playing well or something, you're just like, ah, whatever. I mean, I'm going to kick my dog once, but. <laughs> oh, no. no He's you know. kidding. Just kidding. Kidding, people. Everybody knows I got the best dog in the world. Mm-hmm. Drexy's the man. Now, you, what's the confidence level? Because they're seven, Michigan's seven and a half point underdogs. <sighs> yeah, it's about right. How how are we feeling going into this game? I feel pretty good actually. Um, would feel a little better with our top running back. That's probably the biggest hurdle we got overcome. But these games are so emotional, as you see in a lot of games this year in college football. And this one is no different. You know, two versus three, huge rivalry. Um, you feel like the world will be watching. So I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, we like cold weather, so the weather looks like it's going to be on our side. So. I, know, I hope I just hope it's a good game. I know Coram said he was going to play, but we haven't seen any updates. Are you not optimistic that he is going to play then? Um, my report said he's not. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, which is sad. But uh, you never know. These guys are young and healthy, and maybe they can make a really good comeback. My report says he is. Mm, I like oh. your I like your report. <laughs> it's a big game. I mean, you know as well as anybody, too. You've played sports. You're gonna. This is a big moment, Ugh. big game. You're going to get out there for the – for the guys you want to be out there and support your team well we know he does and he's had a remarkable year uh he's been worthy he should be i mean this game will this weekend will set a lot of stages for all that kind of stuff so um man it was it was just so awesome last year in that weather at the big house hadn't been to a michigan house state game in 
probably since I was in college. Usually, usually a little busy. If, it was great. If this is a really close game, since you two guys are Michigan fans, let's just say the final score is 27-24. I don't really, like whoever wins, wins. Do you think both teams would still make the final four that it was that close of a game, yes. or is the loser out? No, what will happen is one of them will drop out. Um, I think if, it, let's say it was Michigan wins, Ohio State will be five. Uh, is what would happen, and then it comes down USC to USC would be somebody. four. Yeah, they LSU would, they, is they ahead of USC right now, which is weird. But you're going to put a one team. You can't put a, a one loss team, not a two loss team. Doesn't LSU have two losses? Yeah, and so it's kind of tough to put them up there. USC could still potentially be in a conference championship game as well, or win their conference championship. And I think if LSU does, though, like the the thing about that is. If LSU beats Georgia, they're going to get in, like yeah. even oh, yeah. with two losses. But I think if it's a close game, like you were saying, I do believe that the loser can still get in. Yes. And it's, it, again, they still have to play a Big Ten championship game. Everybody else is playing their championship games. Somebody's going to lose. Something can happen. They would get to slip right back in. When Marty, when you won your NCAA championships at Michigan, was that 92-93 or... No, 96, 98. 96, 98. All right, I'm looking at 96, 98. Man, he really thought you were old. No, I was looking at <laughs> I something else. Uh, on I got a Wiki- couple of gray hairs. Wikipedia is all broken. Because you said your girls were home from college. He was like, all right, let me wow. age him out just a little wow. bit. Won the Citrus Bowl one year uh, that in 98. 96, they lost the Outback Bowl. All right. Why are well, you bringing you, that? You got you to reverse this. So 97 was my senior year. Okay. It was my 98. We won, won a national the Rose champion. Bowl. Yeah, there you go. Is that like Tim Biaka Batuka days? Am I in that area? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Charles Woodson, Greasy, Chris Hutchinson. Um, it, it was pretty solid, solid team. Last time we won one, um, so our senior year was awesome. The the basketball won the inaugural Big Ten basketball playoff championship. It was the Tractor first time trailer. Um, yep. Yeah, he was there, and Travis Conlin and, and those crew, Maurice Taylor, uh, Maceo Baston was from Texas. <clears throat> anyway, it was it was just a, it was a. Man. Really memorable senior year, to say the least. Yeah, being on campus must have been insane. Oh, it, was, it was, it was pretty crazy. The, probably the craziest thing for us is that we lost nine seniors the year before, and we had eleven freshmen come in, and um, we snuck in the tournament and just got hot and ran the table. That was probably the craziest thing. It was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and we capped it off with a second national championship. So what it was crazy. What is the vibe around the campus for the college hockey player players? Because that's not something like down here we're particularly familiar with. Like then. We, we don't have people bouncing around the SMU hockey team or anything <laughs> that we know at that level. So what's the what's the atmosphere in terms of recognition and everything like that? Um, obviously bigger than you'd think. <laughs> um, Brendan Morrison, who won a Hobie Baker for us in 97, um, I mean, he was as popular athlete on campus as anybody. Wow. Yeah, we were, it's, I mean, Derek's been there. It's a, it's an amazing building to go play. We had trouble getting tickets ourselves. It was only 6,800 seats uh, my last two years. But obviously football rules, and we were on the heels of the Fab Five. But um, but you guys actually won something unlike them. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, That's yeah. true. Yeah. Shots fired. Well, they only, they're they there for two years for the most part. It's, um, but they, they changed a lot of things, and they're pretty remarkable. Um Iconically speaking, but uh, it was good. No, we were we were as popular as anybody on campus, but obviously winning helps. They they're they're it's big up there, and I mean they're really good this this year. They've been good in the past too. I mean, just last year they had I want to say five guys got drafted wow. in the top ten uh, of the NHL draft. Well, here I'll uh, to be more specific to your point, we had 
first overall, second overall, third, fourth overall, and fifth. Holy and then, crap! And then twenty third overall. So five in the first round, but four of the top five in one draft. That's un-freaking-believable. I mean, the atmosphere is electric. Like He's been trying to get me to go up with him, and I, I definitely want to go up there when he goes, because obviously he's very iconic up there. And, dude, the atmosphere is unreal. They are very into it. They're very passionate. They love their hockey team, love the players. They're very uh, well-known up there, too. So it is it is a big deal up there. You know what I don't know is when it comes to hockey draft, like I know MLB draft, let's say your top 100 high school kids, your top 100 high school seniors, 70 of them are going to sign pro. They're going to get drafted high enough, get enough money that they're not going to go to college. What is it like when it's high school kids, 18 years old, going to college versus just going into professional hockey? Um, you know, that's a good question. You know, we're every sport's a little bit different. Ours is different two ways. One, it's 18, 18 only anywhere in the world puts a lot of stress on our scouting department right you know no matter where you live if you're playing hockey we it's our job to find you uh, but for the players themselves at 18 years old you know majority of the uh, of our the draft picks don't come from college eligible or college bound players um, they come from major junior leagues in Canada and so you know it's you know for these top picks you know more now they're going there for one year maybe two um, they're probably going to sign the teams want them they're good um, you know, back in my era, I didn't even, even still now, maybe a second, third round pick when you're going to schools like Michigan, um, and especially when we had Red Barons in there, um, as a coach, like, you know, you're going somewhere great. You know, they're, they're, they might not get 80 games a year, but they're getting just a lot of maturity, a lot of, you're working out. They just got a lot of great tutelage and coaching. So it, it's, um, a lot of pro teams kind of weigh that in say, Hey, do we really need this player? And if we do, then great, we'll sign them. But a lot of players want to sign out because of. Um, they want to get into the into the system so they can get out of their entry level deal and start making money, um, and if they're good enough to play, that is too. So it's uh, I think it's case by case scenario, but that's kind of the general sentiment. We've got Marty Turco and Derek Holland in studio with us, and as we get ready for Saturday's game between Ohio State and Michigan, y'all have made some allusions to it, but I was hoping you could walk us through what the atmosphere is like in the Big House when Ohio State is there. Well, there's. I, I totally forgot. I mean, I remember from my playing days, which were big games too. You know, we were undefeated and they were undefeated um, two different times coming to the big house. And so last year when, we, when I was there anyway, it was, I'm so glad I took my family because there was just nothing to experience it like it before. We were freezing our, our butts off and we just couldn't wait to get inside. And it was a four hour, it was, it was over a four hour game and nobody cared. Obviously yeah. we, we won and that was great. And they had a DJ in the corner and, the whole crowd was singing the whole time, and uh, we, we played out of our minds. So it, it was it's pretty magical. And then you look at the TV numbers and you just realize how many people pay attention to these games. It was the number one TV show of the year last year, and, and uh, there's a reason. You know, people hate the Buckeyes, and people love Michigan. Is that the assumption yeah. that we're going off of? No, it's, a, it's true. It's a it's fact. fact. It's a fact. Okay. So. Hey, I hate Ohio State. Yeah, so I'll like, so. I like you that. do hate Ohio State? I, I hated Ohio State more when Urban Meyer was there. Now I He, he the, made it easy. The hate dissipates just I don't understand why bit. you would hate Urban Meyer, man. Because it's he's never a piece made of sense. trash. 
Just because he like wanted to go be with his family when he left yeah, Florida, but not really. Yeah, but he had because all kinds he, of conditions. Yeah, because yeah. he faked and a medical condition <laughs> because his team didn't have a quarterback anymore, and then he was home for eight months and was like, "Well, I can't freaking stand this." And then ESPN ran some sycophantic uh, little piece, and they're like, "We made a contract for how much time we spend together. We could spend more time together if you don't go back and take another job. You're a multi multi millionaire whose legacy is established. You don't need it." And then when he does go back out on the road, he's fondling and some gal up at the Hooters or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. She just danced up on me. And then another angle of the video and he's trying to do an oil check on her. Like, those are all things that happen. What's an oil check? (laughs) That is probably questionable enough. As is. I I feel like I need a chair now. I get you a chair. I need a chair. Uh, I'm standing here. All right. I'm nervous. So, Derek, same kind of same general question. Your experiences in those environments. I was, no, just, I was just kidding him with the chair. No, we're not. Because of how amazing <laughs> that was. He's afraid Urban Meyer might ride up behind him. You never know. He's going to yeah, bring yeah, a dipstick. Yeah. Uh, he will. And never mind what happened in Florida, too. Don't forget yes. that one. That was nasty. It's, it's uh, Yeah, that was bad. He's a bad dude. It's a it's a it's an unreal atmosphere. There's a lot of trash talk. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be on the field for all those games, and I remember uh, one of the things that happened. Zeke got tackled right in front of me. I was on the sideline, and he was literally just screaming. I'm in Michigan gear. He screams at everybody. I mean, they Michigan hates Ohio State, and Ohio State hates Michigan. It is well known. They hate each other. It's constant. I've got to see when they come out of the tunnel. The way that Michigan's set up at the big house is. It's Michigan's locker room right across from whoever's there. And, you know, once Ohio State comes out, it's like they waited. It was you felt that they were just <laughs> waiting to start this just to get the fight going. And sure enough, it did. They start fighting in the in the locker room right there. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's intense. It is not uh, anything to you got to get experience. You got to experience. it. That's the big thing. I will say the funny part, too, is going to Ohio State. I've been out there and me being in Michigan gear, uh, I've been kicked have been pushed around they wow they don't care they yell at you they don't they they do everything and when we walked out onto the field i had so many birds flying at my face basically that i guess they, it, it's extreme that doesn't really surprise me we just like this crows. summer went up to the michigan yes. campus that's one of the schools my son is interested in going to for college and they showed us this i can't remember if it was the law library or where we were and they had all these individual glass panes that used to represent every single school in Division One, and they said they had to like start doing things because every year before that game, the Ohio State one would get broken every yeah. single year. Well, Ohio State does. So when you're in Columbus, uh, they take any word that has the letter has the letter M in it. They put an X over it. Uh, that's just their big thing that they do. It <laughs> shows how you know ridiculous they are. I mean, obviously they're terrible school calling themselves the i mean that that already says enough right there of how much of a piece of duke <laughs> and yet your brother hey. loves him your brother dresses in ohio state gear all yeah. the time yeah i actually had to dress in ohio state gear because of a loss so mm. hopefully mm. we don't have that this year Mm-mm-mm. he's uh, trying to put up a ohio state flag that's the new one he wants because i have a flag hanging up in my yard america uh and he wants to uh Put the Ohio State flag there. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw they in Ohio they're having newborns that are wrapped in blankets to say "Beat Michigan." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, who, see, their mascot is a giant nut. <laughs> Come on, it's poison too. It's yeah, a, nut. it's a poisonous nut. It's a poisonous nut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I very, mean, very dangerous. And who they, does that? And they who stick wants... it on their helmet and they think they're cool. Like, yeah, I do cool. think, I the, I do think the stickers helmet. are cool. Oh. I think the stickers are pretty. And I mean, you, you would like nuts look, on your I, helmet. I'm, UNT is my school. We are a liberal arts college. Uh, and but I, I think the stickers. I've always, as a kid, I always thought that was really cool to see those stickers. And I don't. Yeah. Was it Michigan Florida State? Florida State too? had that. Yeah, no, I, I've always thought that's a cool thing to do. Well, Why doesn't baseball do you've, that? You've grown up. Or have you? <laughs> Maybe, you should. Maybe you should grow up is all the point is. I mean, you know, we're all doing it. We all like stickers, but, you know, that, the, the, one, the, the one, especially the scratch and sniff ones. The, uh, the, when you listen to the players talk, and this has been for 50, 60 years, um, they, they say we, we come to Michigan to play in this game and vice versa. I mean, yeah, they talk national championships and Big Ten wins and Rose Bowls back in the day. And, but it's really, you come to play in that game, it's the last game every year on the schedule, and hopefully it's, it's mean what it is like it is this year, two undefeated teams. It's not always the case, but it's been pretty important. We finally got our act together to make this game relevant. That, that is true. And uh, it was a tough stretch there, but, um, you know, it's just Saturday at 11 o'clock. It'll be amazing. And 10.30 pregame starts right here on 105 Through the Fan yeah. if you want to tune in. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, there's a former Stars goaltender in studio. So how about we talk some Stars? We'll do it next right here on the Fan. A half minute to go. Miller fakes a shot. Gets it to Hintz. Now down low. Robertson. He KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We have Derek Holland in studio with us all. Peace of thon long. And right now, we have Marty Turco in Ooh. studio with us. I want to talk a little bit about the stars, of course, but go ahead. I just, that was a Robertson uh, clip help, there. Help get us a point. And I, my kid, whenever we, Derek gave us his uh, tickets, and we were sitting there in Robertson, I think he had two goals in the game against the Rangers. And he he was like, is he the greatest player ever? And I was like, he's on his way. Yeah. Uh, but like, I saw a, a list of his expected WAR for this year. He's already surpassed it. the 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 hockey version of WAR, he's already beyond mm. it at this at this point. It's insane that they, this kid is doing what he's doing, man. It's awesome to have him. He's a, first time he played for us, and wasn't expected to make the team a couple years ago. And I was just watching it. I was like, who's this guy? I mean, this guy's a gamer. I, I what I, how I describe him is, if you're if we were to this place is to freeze over again for two three years straight that'd be awesome. And you had a pond hockey game, he should be number one overall. The guy just he knows how to play every little situation. He always steals the puck. He's just in the right place, and he's he's bigger than he looks. He's pretty strong, but he's just gritty. And with with obviously high end talent. Um, but Do you the, think the, he's still salty over being screwed out of rookie of the year? Yeah, we were trying to get him that. So no. No, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> he got paid really well, so he's, he, he got over it. He deserves the, he deserves the money, and um, I think both sides are really happy. I know our owners like really one good year, <laughs> but uh, that's the way it goes. And and, and the, I think the, the better conversation is how that line works with Pavelski and Rupe. Yeah, I, mean, I love Rupe. I know he's he's he, so good. You're always looking around, you're like which one makes this line tick, and. It, it, you could put all the hockey experts in the world, or you guys, and you look around. <laughs> Fair. Or you, or you look around, and you'd say, at the beginning of you know a couple of years ago, you you wouldn't pick those three. It wouldn't be your first five options to say these no. three are the best, and they're gonna and they are they might be the best line in hockey. Um, like they're all really good, but collectively they are 
razorly stellar and exceptional. And it's uh, we're just very fortunate to have all three of them jive together like that. Now, less fortunate is the division looks really stacked this year, does it not? Yeah. Well, when you, you know what, I you, there's two ways to look at it. One, you know, when I talked to like guys like Rick Gosling used to say, like last year the Cowboys, right? He's he wrote this article and he's like, yeah, they won their division, but their division was terrible back right. when they're winning when they're winning Lombardi trophies they had hall of fame coaches and all they did in the off season was to try and beat your division and the playoffs are easy. And I love having good competition. Um, we play every team in the league home and away. We don't play our division like, yeah, a little bit more, but um, I just think it motivates you and pushes you when you look at the standings every day and you're like, mm, okay, I'm third place. We're playing really well. We just got to make the playoffs. And so uh, our team is really good. We've been in and around the playoffs for a better part of 10 years and uh, went to Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago, and this is obviously one of the better teams we have, and probably starts in the back end having the confidence of a legit starter. Uh, we just hadn't had it for a couple of years, and uh, this guy looks good, and our team looks really good. But the division is tough. You're right, and and I do want to talk about. We've also started our Vesna campaign for Onger. <laughs> yes, we have. But I, I, something else that happened about a week and a half ago, and I know he's back and everything's okay, but. When Wedgwood went down, did you know immediately like his back, it was a back issue? And like, did that ever happen to you? Because it looks scarier than like it turned out to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting, getting locked up or whatever. Um, just, you know, when guys can't move, you just, you never know. I, I, I didn't know. I was looking at it and I liked this guy a lot, Wedgie. And, and, uh, so not, nothing's really, I mean, it's happened to me. T- this morning, get out of bed. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but I'm old now, so it's like yeah, it's supposed to happen. Um, I think I missed 18 games my whole career. 16 were for a high ankle sprain my first year as a starter. And the other two, I couldn't even tell you. One of them was for a swine flu they never have, which I got to hang out with my kids for Halloween one year. That was nice. But um, I did have a T4 fissure fracture that I was – I could move waist up for about 10 minutes. This was in Sweden. One year playing the world championships. Um, so there's things that happen. How scary is that? Like, um, did you think that might be a wrap? Wow. Uh, I was out cold for a little bit. So wasn't, I didn't have all my faculties sure. to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so between the heavy concussion and not f- knowing that my, I can only kick my feet for a little while. Just thinking about it is pretty scary, but, um, you know, probably the, part of the goalie pitcher demeanor, right? Just short memory, get back out there next year and play and not just so still be fearless. Um, that's just how I'm wired. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it was scary to think of it, but I honestly, I just felt more fortunate that it could have been a lot worse. Can you imagine that and also having to wear all that uh goalie gear at the same time you know what like, like that's there's a ton of stuff that you have from, to wear from a practical aspect i am very curious about i don't know if you wanted to die but how long does it take to get it all going and how much on does and it, off yeah on and off and how much does it change your like regular amount of flexibility um that's interesting at my about. peak at my peak uh i might get dressed in under 10 minutes Okay. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. That is pretty impressive. And um, Was that ever you, a discussion in the locker room? Where, like, so-and-so takes forever. No, <laughs> there's guys that would get traded, and I'd be out there playing soccer, get warmed up or whatever, and I'd come running in there with like 12 minutes before warm-ups, and guys are like, where's our goalie? 
Is he coming? Is he playing? Does he take warm-ups? Does this guy take warm-ups? <laughs> I'll be full sweat, and I'm just, boom. Just, you know. I wasn't the guy that want to sit in the locker and rock like a crazy man. I just wanted to get out there and play. Um, taking it off is actually a lot easier. He's throwing crap around. and <laughs> can't That's wait somebody to get else's problem to figure it out. Who, gets who, it. Uh, who did you play with that sat around the locker room and rocked like a crazy man? Who would be that that well, guy? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll leave Eddie out of this. I was going to say mm-hmm. Ed, Ed was just awesomely crazy. Um, sure. He didn't, he didn't talk to me for a whole year one time. <laughs> what did you do or what did he think you did? Nothing. Okay. Other than annoy him because oh, I was sure. young and spunky. Yeah. Okay, uh, I get it. Yeah. Even the way you said that, I get it. Yeah, you got it. Is there somebody on this team that reminds you of yourself? The way you went about it? No, not really. So nobody's got that kind of personality then? No, I mean, I think, I mean, both our goalies are, are good. And I mean, Ottinger's awesome. Um, this, this is what I say about Jake. He's like, he's 6'5". He's really talented. On his way to being pretty rich. <laughs> Actually got a really nice golf swing. He's 23 years old. I hate the guy. You know? <laughs> I'm not the, well, I'm Italian, so maybe I am the jealous type. But that bastard. I, I, I know, and I know it is a small sample size. We did get a couple of questions. Any concern about he's been maybe a little softer since he came back from injury? I know small sample size, but um, it's just inevitable. You know, can't play that we can't move the way. You, Wanted to move. I mean, I think he looks good, and uh, he's he's last game he he was solid. That was a playoff game, and um, he held the line for us. He gave us a chance to win, which is all you want. I mean, was that yeah. the Tampa game? I don't miss. I don't miss playing against guys like Nathan McKinnon. I'm like, holy Colorado, sorry. yeah, yeah, or Colorado, sorry, yeah, Cal McCarr and those guys ranting in, and they're just a good team. So we we held our own. Our goalie's there. He, he he's good. I don't, you know, when you come back from injury. You got to settle in. Yeah. You know, I don't know what he's dealing with. I mean, I've played with broken things and pain and and stuff, but he's, you know, talking about a running back in Michigan. Like, you just got to get out there and do it. And it's, uh, it's, it's hard when you're playing three out of every four games and you have a little injury. Um, I, I think he looks good. And <laughs> there's pretty talented guys out there shooting against him, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is there a – I mean, we like Ottinger very much. It's just – like he set a ridiculous standard in the first month of the season. And then yeah. when he came back, I was like, "Oh, this is just normal." Well, I I I said at the beginning of the year that he's gonna have a he's gonna have a really good year, but he's gonna have a lull. And I don't know if he's this is a lull, but he's gonna have a lull, and it's where our position stands at the end of the year will depend on how long his lull is. Okay, whether it's four games or fourteen, or hopefully not as many. Just it's it's too hard, and you know, I just think of myself and. um you know, when that pressure gets ramped up and you sign a deal and it's been years since he was number one goalie and, not, and just not in this league. Yeah. You got the guy's going to have, it's just going to happen. I mean, 82 games is a long year. He's young. And um, again, it could be, it could be one period. He's, he is that talented, but uh, it could be a couple of games and sometimes it's not even just him. Pucks are going in. And, uh, but we also got some talent so we could maybe scrape by. I went a few five, four games during this time, but, uh, and he might not too. And he might just, be the heads on favorite to win that Vesna trophy, um, which at the end of the day, it's about wins more than anything. I'm not over my non Vesna winning season. So Robertson's over his. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not over mine. Yeah. Really. No, I understand that. <laughs> now, Kevin, Marty's. Uh, oh, man. Your donation this year is awesome. Like, I, I think it's yes. just one of the coolest items we have on 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon. 
Marty Turco Kingsville Stars Extravaganza. At the moment, it is uh, it is at five hundred and it is valued over seven fifty. A case of Kingsville Canadian beer, a Kingsville hat, which I think you're wearing the light A hat right now. Damn. Uh, a hey. bonus goodie, which I still think is amazing. I just like the idea of a I bonus like the goodie. mystery of you it. You get to have a happy hour beer with Marty Turco and two Dallas Stars lower bowl center ice tickets, which are fantastic mm. seats. I've seen them before. Mm-hmm. This is and on on top of all that, like your beer's fantastic. I've I've, I've tried all of them mm-hmm. and it's really really good. So I, this is some I, we really appreciate the donation on this. Really looking forward to seeing how much it goes for. Well, this room um, is littered with just call us, call you guys good people. Yeah, uh, I mean I, I appreciate what you guys that. do today. The hours you're doing is ridiculous, but I think it's. <laughs> good, good for you. I mean. If if it was easy, somebody else would be doing. It's not easy. You guys are great on the radio, and then you still do Yoma's work in the community. And then Derek over here, he does what he does in the community. He's one of the best I've ever seen, and um, so we try to support it. I mean, I've run the foundation for the Stars, so yeah. this is uh, and Stars th- Foundation actually does a lot of work with my possibilities too. So. Yeah, we do. Um, I've I've been there myself. Um, we think my possibilities is an awesome place. Um, so we work with them. A lot. Uh, we work with a lot of groups, but uh, it's one of our favorites. I know our volunteers and uh, our executive director, Chelsea, and our team um, really enjoys going over there. And, and so anyway, you guys are doing great. So we'll we'll have we'll have some beers if you want. We don't have to have beers, but if we do, we'll definitely have Kingsville. And I was saying earlier, probably as of now, might be, if it was my vote, I'd, li- I'd take the people to K Trail Ice House. We just went on the menu there. Nice. Which is really cool. And in this weather, they have that fire pit. It's like a chalet in there. It's just, I literally, Ooh, I, I go there. Yeah, there is a great fire pit. They, he has two of them. They have two of them there. And one they put in the, um, in the, what they call that, the Alamo, the new part of the Katie Trail Ice House. And we're inside, but, you know, they got fire pits everywhere. It's just a great spot. And then uh, we'll get on our way to the game and hopefully watch a big win. And for the non-local people, or if they can't make it out directly to like Katie Trail, how else can people get your beer? Um, Tom Thumb, Goody Goody Total Wine are have been really kind to us. About to be a lot more, but uh, we're not there yet. Um, but you know, whether we 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 have beer for people. Okay, we have a light <laughs> beer, we have a Czech Lager that yeah. is killing it. We have a Hefeweizen, just won another gold medal in Canada. We have a barrel aged stout. If you just want to you know, kick back a little bit more, which is super tasty. And then uh, we have an IPA for the hop heads too. All right. So here's the options. We have a lot of time to fill. We're supposed to have Michael Irvin on next. He doesn't always call in on time. (laughs) Do you want to hang out for another segment or is it time to get moving? Um, What are we talking about? No, I'll hang. I'll hang. I mean, that's the mystery of it all. I mean, this is, this is the best week. We got Michigan, it's Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. Oh, okay. I love Thanksgiving. Interesting. I, 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 have got, some... I got some turkey work to do later. I got to put my green egg back together. Um, All right. We'll have some furniture thanks... to move. We'll so, have some yeah. Thanksgiving based questions for you. <laughs> or it could be Michael Irvin. This is how the show operates it. today. Thank you very much, Marty. Glad you're sticking around. We'll be back next right here on 105 Through the Fan. that I had a revelatory gift. And the best show that we have here is when I have a whole show or him not saying one thing. I'm going to shut him up because the Cowboys played so great. Trust me, he knows this show today is all about 
God, I love it. Right now on the line is that man, Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Irvin. Insider calls brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Good morning, Playmaker. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing, man? It's all good, man. It's all good right now when the Cowboys play like they played last Sunday. I. How satisfying was that victory lap? Not only that they won, but that you could shove it in other people's faces. Well, well, it, it's not just that they won. It's also how they won. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, that was, and I said this on TV, I, I mean, they really, that's a, that was close to playing the perfect game. The perfect game. You saw every bit of what they have on the field. You saw some, you saw some power. You saw some explosiveness. You saw domination on defense. That was pretty much as close as you can get to them playing the perfect football game Sunday. I heard you, Michael, last week with Sean and RJ say that Justin Jefferson, you were told he's just as as competitive as you were uh, whenever you were playing. I heard that story. I thought it was great. When I watch Micah, I feel like I'm watching another version of Michael Irvin from when I was a kid watching you play. And, and, and Michael has that too. And, and I'm gonna tell you something. The last couple games, those last two games, I, I don't know. I, I say, and, and Ryan and a lot of guys we were talking about this. It's like, man, what, what are they trying to do? Are we overthinking this? You gotta leave Mike dictating. Don't try to let. Don't let nobody dictate what you do with Michael Parsons. You let him be the dictator. You see what I mean? And that's what they did. They got back to it uh, um, last week, letting him dictate on that line of scrimmage, letting him get to the quarterback. And when he's doing that, nobody's better. Nobody's better. He he is that great competitor also. You're right about that. Now, as much as the Cowboys' defense has shown the ability to harass passers all year long, is there what's your concern level for Saquon Barkley and the run defense going into tomorrow's game? Yeah, yeah, and, and it, this worries me. This worries me. Now, I, I say it worries me, but I just watched them play that kind of game. Now, I, there's no way, there's no way that they can pop up and play the way they play Sunday and turn around, and, and, and I, I don't know how you're not perform like that again. Like, once you know that you've hit that step and you have played that way, why, why, why can't you play like that? Every week, mm-hmm. or very close to that, every week. So, yeah, as happy as we are about what we saw Sunday, these guys have to be looking at themselves and say, why can't I play like this every week? Why can't we perform like this every week? And if we perform like that every week, then, then they would have a chance to, to, to do some incredible, incredible things. Did you usually find yourself to the turnaround to the Thanksgiving game to be more exciting, more stressful, more painful? Like, what what was that process with the quick turnaround like for you? All of the above, and that's what was so great about it. But but also, you know this, you knew this, and and, and think about the Detroit's and all this. You know, this is as close as you can get to a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. You're the only game on at that time. Everybody's watching you. These games were so incredible, man. We were talking about them the other day, how, how much I enjoyed playing on Thanksgiving. There was nothing like it. We got a chance to do it 
every year. Hey, yeah. my, oh, sorry. Hey, I Mike, was going to introduce you. I okay, was going to give ahead, an introduction. No. Michael, we are doing a charity show today, 13 and a half hours to benefit my possibilities. And former Texas Ranger Derek Holland is in part of the show. He would like to ask you a question. What's going on, Mike? Okay. Uh, hey, what's up, buddy? I got, uh, so I'm curious, after that loss to Green Bay, you think that was the big moment that really turned the Cowboys around, putting the chemistry together? You know, you see, obviously, it's been one game playing against the Vikings. You see the group, the camaraderie, everybody getting together, showing a lot of support, the motivation, the passion. Do you feel like that's taking the Cowboys to the next level that going into this Giants game? I mean, we're going to see, in my opinion, another dominant game by the Cowboys against the Giants. I think the Giants are very overrated. They're not a very strong team, in my opinion, especially with the quarterback position. I just feel after that loss and hearing how Micah was saying we got to be more accountable, we got to put more on our, ourselves. Do you feel this is the the thing that really turned the Cowboys around defensively big time when it came to the running defense? I heard all week last week when they talked about they have to do all of these things. They got to be able to stop the run. They've given up back to back two hundred yard days and they can't go a third day. I heard all of that, but I didn't necessarily buy into it. I was like, okay, now now what are you going to do this week that you didn't do last week or the week before that? And they gave they got over two hundred yards for it. So 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 I was so happy to see them back it up. But on this as happy as I was to see it, because now let me tell you something, that Green Bay game was a horrific loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a horrific loss. And and I ain't just talking about you lost to Green Bay. I'm talking about how you lost to Green Bay. Wait a minute. You're up fourteen and the team is running the football. And they still run you down. Oh my God! Do you understand how crazy that is? You're up 14. The team that you're playing against is running the football, and they still close that gap and beat you. That's the worst loss that you can have. It, it, it's not like they were running the football early and got up, and they just kept pounding and pounding. You were up by 14, and you couldn't even stop the run enough. They're eating the clock up for you but they're getting chunk yards. That was a horrible loss. And the only thing to get that taste out of their mouth had to be a performance like they did this last Sunday. Now, the question is, how do you put toothbrush to tooth and head to pillow if you show up and play less than what you showed the rest of the year? How do you show, how do you go how do you put yourself in the bed or wake up and brush your darn teeth if you ain't gonna be putting on that kind of performance when you know that's inside? That's all I'm saying. Michael, the last Thanksgiving game I went to was nineteen ninety eight, the Randy Moss game. Can you mm. talk about I know you weren't covering him, but seeing Randy Moss for the first time in person. We're not blaming you. Yeah, yeah, that was that was you know we were talking about that the other day on TV too because I was saying I could you know I was old head then and and we were supposed to get Randy Moss here and now we're battling against Randy Moss and I had a pretty good day I mean if they had like one uh eight, eight or nine catches ten catches for 130 40 yards but Randy had three grabs <laughs> three grabs for 165 yards and three touchdowns I was like oh my god. Are you serious? I that, that 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 vexed me, man. That's the first time I came home after a game. I had to look at, talk about putting toothbrush or two. I was looking in the mirror like, dude, maybe, maybe, yeah, dude. Maybe you're not the same dude anymore. My job was always to be the best receiver on the field. And and, and, and when I put up that 
about 130. I was like, okay, you're doing pretty good here. Randy just, I said, ooh, that, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's different right there. Maybe that is different. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game by him. And Mike, do you also feel after seeing this Cowboys team, do they compare to the teams you played for? Oh. Boy, that would be, I, I wish they could compare to those teams right now. I wouldn't say that I see that right now. But I saw it Sunday. I saw it Sunday. I saw it. Now, if they could string some games together like that, then you could start throwing them up there with those teams. But, but but you can't put them up there right now. We need more than just one showing like that. Agreed. Now, speaking of those teams, we're running auctions all day to go along to raise money for my possibilities. We have autographed stuff from Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman. People clearly need to go bid on those items, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are my boys, man. Those guys, hey, listen, man. You, 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 those are two of the best they ever do it. And, 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 Getting anything from them, they're still vibrant, still vibrant, still still active. You know, George the best at what he does, and and Emmitt's all time be the rusher. Whatever you get of his, it's not going anywhere because nobody will ever get that record. <laughs> nobody <laughs> will ever get that all time leading rusher. We won't even keep it running back around around long enough to get it. <laughs> Absolutely, I appreciate that. We appreciate you jumping on with us, and obviously, go Cowboys. Absolutely, buddy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to Michael Irvin. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Michael Irvin, as if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveway's nationwide inventory. You can go to 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon if you want to check out those Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman autograph items. We also have a set of five replica Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl rings. Coming up next, we will welcome Brian Broaddus as well as world famous actor, DJ, and Mavs super fan, and maybe sad soccer fan. It's our friend Flula. We'll do it next right here on the fan.